we have a shared, lots of shared things, <laughs> shared profession being one of them, both of us being psychologists, um, and really a shared mission and passion for, for helping people. And I, I like to help people with things that are simple. So we don't need to spend a lot of money. We don't need to go to some fancy mm -hmm. place. Uh, these are things that we can do on our worst days when we have very little time or physical or um, mental energy to do much of anything. Things for um, simple energy boost to help us feel better, um, shifting our mindset in simple ways to feel lighter, uh, things like that. That That's my mission in life is to, um, in, in my personal life for anybody who'll listen to me, as well as my <laughs> clients. <laughs> Um, you know, my life hasn't been easy. I, uh, in fact, you know, I was quite an ungrateful teen and young adult, and it <laughs> took tragedy in my life to become a grateful person and really mm. discover the power of gratitude and things um, and why these things really do work on our most difficult days. And so I like to highlight that uh, because I have the personal experience. I don't just speak as a psychologist in the research. I speak from the heart. These are things that worked for me and really got me through the most difficult time of my life. Welcome to the podcast, Empowered by Design. I'm your host, Dr. Liz, a licensed psychologist and owner of Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. This podcast is about the power of connection and a proactive approach to mental health and overall wellness. It's about finding and owning your power right now and using it for good by nurturing the connection of body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. Empowered by Design podcast delivers psychological concepts and practical strategies with a real-life approach. Designed to empower health and wellness, optimal performance, authentic connection with yourself and others, and purposeful, joyful living. Be well. Live empowered. Dream Design Deliver. Welcome to episode 53 of the Empowered by Design podcast. I am Dr. Liz, your host, and I'm so excited to get to this amazing and inspiring conversation with my special guest, Dr. Peggy DeLong, the gratitude psychologist. As you know, if you've been listening and if you have, thank you so much for coming back, that we are coming up on the one year anniversary birthday of this podcast and of course that means we're celebrating and I want to celebrate with you I want to hear your celebrations so this is your reminder to click on the link on my website drliz.com you can find it on the home page and you can find it on the on the podcast page um, you can also find it on social media. There's links all over the place. You can find it on visionistasbydesign.com as well on my page there. Because we really, really, really want to hear your celebrations. We, we just know the power of celebrating together, um, recognizing the hope, the encouragement, just the the positive vibes that we get from hearing other people's celebrations, sharing our own and sharing our dreams. So share your dreams, share your celebrations with me, um, and maybe they'll be shared on the upcoming 
birthday celebration episode of the podcast. Head over to those places, follow me on social media, find me at Dr. Liz on Instagram and on Facebook, and I would love, love, love to hear your celebration. Even if you don't want it featured on the podcast, we'd love to hear it anyway. There is a place where you can click keep this private, but we would love to hear them. And there's something so powerful as well of putting it out there, talking about it, writing about it. I promise you'll feel a little bit better if you share your own. Um, And I will talk more about, of course, my own celebrations as I have been throughout this year. And um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for following along. If you're new, welcome. This is a fabulous episode to be tuning into, and I'm going to get right into it. Dr. Peggy DeLong is a psychologist known as the gratitude psychologist. She teaches people how to harness the power of gratitude and joy to live their best lives, especially through difficult times. She does this through psychotherapy, her online monthly membership, Feeling Good with Dr. Peggy, online courses, speaking engagements, books, and bracelets. Peggy is the author of I Can See Clearly Now, a memoir about love, grief, and gratitude, The Gratitude Journal, a 365-day gratitude journey, and Feeling Good, 35 Proven Ways to Happiness, even during tough times. She is also the owner of Love in a Bracelet, where she designs bracelets for mental health and inspiration. Peggy coordinates a weekly women's walking group, and she hosts women's hiking events for spiritual growth and personal development. When she's not focused on her business, you'll find Peggy with her husband and three children in the mountains, downhill or telemark skiing, kayaking, hiking, or mountain biking. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Welcome, Peggy. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Liz. I'm so excited to have this chat with you. Um, we're going to talk about how we met, how we how we became connected. We have a shared, um, lots of shared things, <laughs> shared profession being one of them, both of us being psychologists. Um, and really a shared mission and passion for for helping people. Um, but I'm going to stop talking and just turn the mic over to you and just tell us uh, tell us about your yourself, your purpose, your passion, your mission, and the work that you do. Sure. Well, my passion, as you um, mentioned, is to help people find joy even on the most difficult day. And right now we're in tough times. Uh, And my book that was published last year really is, you know, 35 different ways to do that. And the book was actually ready to be published before the pandemic hit. Mm. And then I paused publication because I really felt that I wanted to incorporate stories of how people have used some of these methods during the pandemic, just to just further evidence that these tools are so simple and, and they work on our worst days. Um, I know they 
work on our worst days because I've used all of them. They, they started as ideas really from my childhood, simple things that I was very fortunate to discover as a kid. Uh, if I had a difficulty with a friend um, at, at lunch that day, things that I did when I got home from school that made me feel better, um, or a breakup with a boyfriend in high school, what I did to feel better, things that I just um, kind of stumbled upon that felt good. And then I just kept on doing them. And, and then when I became a psychologist, it became um, you know, very interesting to me to, to research these. What, like, why do these things work? And to study the brain science behind them. I knew intuitively that they felt good. And I would teach my clients and we'd um, you know, come up with plans with individual clients, what worked for them. But I really you know, wanted to know why, what, what about these things makes them so effective. So, and my publisher really challenged me to find research related to every single idea that I proposed. <laughs> so it's not just me and it's not just my clients, but the research demonstrates that these ideas truly do work. And I, I like to help people with things that are simple. So we don't need to spend a lot of money. We don't need to go to some fancy mm -hmm. place. Uh, these are things that we can do on our worst days when we have very little time or physical or um, mental energy to do much of anything. Things for um, simple energy boost to help us feel better, um, shifting our mindset in simple ways to feel lighter, uh, things like that. that. That's my mission in life is to, um, in, in my personal life for anybody who'll listen to me as well as my <laughs> clients. <laughs> I love that. I, there's so much in there that you just said that I was like, yes, yes, yes. I love it so much. I love that you really highlight that these are things that intuitively you've been doing for years and years from the time you were young, little, little, and, um, and that then you use that to help other people. And then also were able to, was where you were able to find the research to support it. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, I can give you an example of some of the very simple I would things love that, it. Yes. that it helped, you know, helped me as a child and are really, um, some of the things that I do on a regular basis, if not daily, to help just dealing with the pandemic and difficult times. Um, and I also, uh, just a little bit of history, I think that um, it's helpful for the listeners to understand that, um, you know, my life hasn't been easy. I, uh, in fact, you know, I was quite an ungrateful teen and young adult, and it <laughs> took tragedy in my life to become a grateful person and really mm. discover the power of gratitude and things um, and why these things really do work on our most difficult days. So I, when I was in my mid-20s, I was engaged to a wonderful man who unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer um, three months into our engagement. Mm -hmm. And you know, we were told that he had a very aggressive form of cancer and his chances of survival were, were very small. Um, unfortunately, he passed away seven months later. It was a very aggressive form and uh, it was just a, a really difficult seven months and, and he passed away. And then six weeks later, unexpectedly, my father passed away mm. uh, and I had come home to live with my parents after um, I was applying to graduate school. I had gotten into a doctoral program. I was all set to start my life. I had a beautiful apartment and everything fell apart. And then I came back home to live uh, with my parents and uh, in the, my childhood home and my familiar bedroom and the comfort with my loving parents. And then suddenly my father died. Mm. So my mother and I found ourselves two young widows. I was 26. She was 52. And um, through these strategies and things that I teach, both of us were able to rebuild our lives. Um, so I like to highlight that 
because I have the personal experience. I don't just speak as a psychologist in the research. I speak from the heart. These are things that worked for me and really got me through the most difficult time of my life. Um, so one of them is simply uh, re- uh, nature. Mm. I love nature. Um, we can even you utilize nature in the city and with trees and even um, weeds that might grow through the cracks on the sidewalk. Um, and even photographs on the days that we can't get outside. There's tremendous healing power in nature. And specifically, if we can seek out trees and water, those uh, are really powerful, but simply just being outside and taking a deep breath of air um, does wonders, particularly during the winter, and even more so when we have so many restrictions with COVID and things that we normally might do um, to be mindful of getting that fresh air, getting sunlight, and what it does uh, with the brain and um, serotonin and dopamine to help us uh, lift our spirits and our energy and our mood. That is one simple thing that we can do. And if you have more time and access to beautiful places, um, use that. connect with trees, spend some time on a favorite trail, um, gaze at a sunset, yeah. all what, whatever's available. And on the days that aren't even looking at a photograph and listening to water sounds, there's tremendous healing and soothing power of listening to the sound of water, even water that comes out of the faucet while you're in the shower. So um, I often recommend to my clients to utilize that even on the busiest of days, pay attention to how the water sounds and feels as it hits your head when you're in the shower. That can be, you know, we have, we, most of the time shower every day. And it is something, you know, we're already doing it. So it's not extra time to utilize the healing power of listening to water. So yeah. um, that's just. Oh, yeah, no, I love that, especially right now where we are, we we're in the northeast of the of the country. And so it's cold today we had in my area, we had our first snowstorm. So as I'm looking at you on the screen and looking out the window, there's snow on the ground, which is beautiful. And for a lot of people, that's it's a really tough, tough season for all of us, you know, as human beings. It's a um, if you are in a four season climate, the winter can be really tough. You're we're we're limited um, as as you're talking about nature. We are somewhat limited as whew, with the options and with the temperature. I'm personally do not love winter. I personally am much more. Um, energetic about spring, fall, and summer with the warmth. But I love that idea of finding ways to be connected with nature, even if you've, you're, you know, where you're geographically located, perhaps in a city and, and don't have nature all the time around you. But also if it's a season where the leaves are gone, so the trees are bare, um, and you know sometimes that, that looks sad, but we can look at pictures, use the things that we have each, you know, with like a shower. And even I was, as you were talking, I was imagining closing my eyes and um, imagining it as a waterfall rather than a shower. Um, and mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and using the, like using our imagination. So guided imagery or doing a guided meditation that is a nature one. Um, Yes. Wonderful ideas. 
So I, I love that you mentioned the visualization part. Yes, we can absolutely um, add visualization to that. And you can imagine the, the shower being a waterfall mm -hmm. and washing away your worries of the day. Mm -hmm. Or um, if you have a, you know, a physical issue of, of any kind, imagining it fueling your um, immune system and, and helping your, your body be you know, just the power of visualization. I love that there's research behind our uh, the mind-body connection and how simply thinking about these things helps to boost our immune functioning and increase, um, you know, help build white blood cells to fight off infection. It's, tr it's truly amazing. Um, and I also wanted to mention that even barren trees without leaves, the studies show that even in looking at trees without leaves um, results in a boost in mood. There was one study that looked at landscape with trees in the middle of winter and the landscape without any trees and people reported more of a positive mood looking at the trees so they don't even have to have leaves on them oh, beautiful. Um, yeah and I'm one of the uh I, I love winter I love it when it's cold so I you know that helps me to get out there I just went for, you know, I'm near you we we got about five inches of snow here okay. and I, I made sure to get outside with my snow boots and like that <laughs> energizes me. So I, I'm always so part of all, I always try to um, help people love winter. That, that's part of why I started the walking group. I started it as a weekly women's winter walking group. It was oh, only meant wow. to be for the winter uh, to help women get outside when most people tend to stay in because mm -hmm. of the temperatures. I'm raising um, my hand. <laughs> raising my hand. You're on not that. alone. Most people do. <laughs> but we need that sunlight. We still need yes. that fresh air and sunlight. And um, there was one great study that came out, uh, I think it was around 2014 in the fall. And the timeliness of me um, reading that, it was about the mental health benefits of walking with other people in nature. And it just hmm. inspired me to start the women's walking group. And we were entering winter. I didn't want to wait till spring. So I thought, well, this can be one way that I can help women get outside and maybe not necessarily love winter, but at least hate it a little less. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and we just kept on walking and we've been um, going now for seven years. Oh and, my goodness. Uh, it's just, I love that. It's just a great way to, to bond and, and uh, you know, people always report feeling better after the walk. So <laughs> it doesn't have to be with other people, but that's another um, exercise is another wonderful tool for feeling better. I'm and, smiling. You know, no, I'm smiling because as when I saw it on your, I think either on your Instagram or your website about the walking group, and you had mentioned it, I, I knew about it before, but <laughs> the first thought I had was, oh, I wonder if she takes a break in the winter <laughs> because of the winter, you know, but I love, uh, this is really helpful for me too, because I'm thinking of how can I, you know, stretch that muscle of discomfort um, with myself? And, you know, I have really fun winter hats and scarves and, and mittens that I can put on and boots. I did get boots a few years ago. So um, it is inspiring even for me to, to, to be hearing uh, just how wonderful it has been for you and the people that work with you and that connect with you in the women's walking group. And thank you for the research too. What a, it's, you're just, you're giving us all the great info. Thank you. And well, and it's important to feel warm. So, so when I, I love winter and I love the cold, but I don't like feeling cold. Mm. So the you know proper gear can make all the difference in the world. If you're cold, that I don't know anybody who enjoys feeling cold. Mm -hmm. So just making sure you have it, just the the um, you know enough warm scarves and hats and gloves and 
warm boots and even hand warmers and toe warmers. When I ski, I would not be able to ski without hand warmers or toe warmers. I just got back from three days in Vermont where it was about uh, seven degrees, mm-hmm. uh, but but it was enjoyable because I was warm. I was able to stay warm. Nice. It makes all the, all the difference in the world. Wow. Yeah. I love nature. I, I was, when you were talking about it, especially, um, you know, as we are back in a surge of COVID, um, I, I had COVID over the summer, um, which I was thinking, I was actually having some gratitude for, for the fact that I had it in the summer, even though I had been vaccinated, it was a shocker. Um, but I was so very intentional during my COVID, you know, quarantine to find a way to get outside. So I, you know, cleared a path and wore my mask and got right outside outside without passing anyone in the house. Um, but really, really tried almost, I, I, I tried every day to get into nature and just feel grounded, right? Like take my shoes off and really lay down in the grass and just feel connected to nature because it feels good. But as you're, you're mentioning, there is tons of research to support that it is really, really healthy for us as well. Yes, yes. And it's one of the simplest things that we can do um, to get so much bang for our buck that it helps mental health, it helps um, physical health, Mm -hmm. it helps with uh, optimal immune functioning. There's just so many wonderful benefits. And when you're with other people, um, people report feeling closer to each other after they have spent some time in nature together. Um, so I often recommend that when I'm working with moms and daughters, um, you know, yes, shopping is fun and going to the mall and, and shopping, but people actually report more closeness when they spend some time in nature together. Wow. So it's interesting. Yeah. And just to clarify, because I think it might be confusing, my gratitude for having COVID in the summer was because a few of my family members have had it in the winter. And I think, gosh, I it wouldn't have been as much fun for me to go outside in the winter as it was in the summer. Yes, but, if you're not feeling well. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I know when I have a cold and my throat is, is sore, mm. it, the cold air against the throat doesn't mm-hmm. always feel great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah, that, that is a great tip. Um, I can't help but comment right now on your beautiful necklace. <laughs> and it connects with the um, one of the one of the things I love, love, love about your your journey and your story is the bracelets, which I mentioned in the bio, but um, the beautiful color um, colors that you have there. But tell us a little bit about your love in a bracelet. And um, yeah, I just, you know, you, you already know, and I, I will share that um, I purchased two of them this, this Christmas season for um, grandmothers in the family. And so I'll talk a little bit about that. But first, I would love to hear um, your sharing of of that journey for you. Sure. Well, it's been a wonderful ride uh, making these bracelets and turning my hobby and passion into a real business. And uh, it started kind of in two different ways. Um, I when my children were very young, I guess my son was three and my daughters were five and six, my town ran an adult um, adult programming. So you could learn photography, jewelry making, sewing, all different things, um, 
for adults. And I thought, you know, let me just try jewelry making. I have two daughters. So it'll be a great way for us to spend time together as they get older and be lots of uh, birthday party favors and gifts. Uh, but I, and I quickly became addicted to the healing power of beading. Uh, I enjoyed it mm. so much. And at that time in my life, uh, my private practice was pretty much 100% doing forensic evaluations. So I was doing uh, court ordered um, evaluations for child protection services. So people who were court mandated to see me most of the time, the families, um, had uh, the children had been removed from the from the home and they were working toward reunification and my job was to make recommendations to the court for what they needed to do for a successful reunification and reading the stories and evaluating um, the clients uh, was very very emotional work and I would write, write my reports until midnight and I found that I had a really hard time falling asleep after mm -hmm. doing that kind of work mm -hmm. and just very heavy situations of abuse and neglect that would stay in my mind if I if I didn't do something before I went to sleep. So I would simply bead, just do a, a couple things, make some earrings, bracelets, make something to help me feel better and unwind. So then my uh, hobby became uh, Peggy's Midnight Creations because I literally made them at midnight. Mm. And then I thought about uh, what was given to me when my fiance passed away. I received angels in so many different forms, pillows, pens, um, you know, everything, pins. But the one thing that really uh, was so special was being able to wear an angel bracelet on my wrist when mm. I returned to work after my leave of absence. So that even in the middle of my workday, I could look down and see that bracelet with the angel on it and feel connected to him and also feel the love of the friends that gave it to me. So it was just so special. So I, when I thought about turning the hobby into a business, I really wanted to focus on bracelets for coping with grief and loss. And uh, so it was called Peggy's Midnight Creations to begin with. And I just rebranded this past year uh, to love in a bracelet because that really represents what it is. Uh, it's love for the person buying it to give to their recipient. It's love that I pour into making it. Mm -hmm. Um, and really it's just all about uh, love, love for yeah. the loved one who has passed away. So I just felt like that was the perfect uh, name for the new company. So it, it brings me so much joy to make them. Like I get so fired up when I get orders, whether um, you know, it can be sometimes for loss, other times for celebrations, other times for um, connections and milestones in life. Uh, I love custom orders like yours that were so <laughs> much fun to make. Yeah. So oh it, my it just brings me so much joy. Yes. And I love love. So we're, we connect on that for sure. Um, yeah. And I, I will tell you, and I, I've never shared this with you, but at, when we first met, so it kind of comes into how we met. Um, we met a few years ago in the Unstuck Entrepreneur coaching program with Sean Miner. And um, I remember the very first call that the very first call that you were joining the season, because I had been there the just in the previous season and we had a welcome call and you were talking about your business and you were talk you know you talked about the bracelets too and i wrote down in my planner i was like peggy bracelets question mark because one of the things that i had thought of um my my mother-in-law had given me a really pretty little um, bracelet and it was it was tiny silver beads so the little the small ones with a cloud 
on it, like a tiny little cloud with the silver lining. And it was similar to what you, how you described the angel bracelet of, it was, I would wear it on my wrist and I would just be a wonderful token symbol reminder of, you know, even in our darkest days, ooh, I get a little emotional <laughs> just saying it. Um, even in our darkest days, there's, there is sunshine and there are silver linings. Um, and so it's very, very meaningful to me to, you know, be able to pass along, share, inspire that hope and love for others, personally, professionally. Um, and for my business visionistas, our, the heart is our symbol and an open heart, um, an open purple heart. So there's a lot there. And my vision is someday to have um, those the, a very similar kind of idea of just the, the beads and then a tiny little um, charm of our of our heart. And when I when I met you that way through the coaching program, I was like, okay, this this might be someone who can help me because sometimes I have lots of ideas. I'm a person of tons of ideas, but I don't always know how to make the idea into a reality. And so um, I just love, love, love looking at your creations. Um, so we're going to tell people where to find you. But right now, if you're, you know, as you're listening, you can look up love and a bracelet on Instagram, right? Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Love and a bracelet. Um, they're gorgeous. And so as the holidays were approaching, um, you know, there was, there's so many different ideas that you posted. And then I, we, we have lots of grandchildren in the family and, I asked you, I reached out and said, could it be possible to do a bracelet with all of the the beads representing the birth months of the grandchildren? And you made it happen. Both so Grammy DeBoer got one and Nanny Kreider got one for Christmas. And they both absolutely loved, loved, loved them. They're beautiful and so you know, the bracelets that you send, they come with a little card, little message, and there were lots of tears of joy and, and love. So, um, they were so special. So check, check those out. Um, check them out. They're wonderful. Oh, thank you. I'm so good. That means so much to me. And it's hearing those stories and receiving messages and texts and photos of people mm. wearing them. Um, that brings me so much joy to know that it means so much to people. Um, and when the beginning, I had to get over the thought, it's just a bracelet because mm. it's, it's so much more oh, than so a bracelet. So much more. Yeah, um, it is. So, and I, yeah. And I particularly love working with gemstones and the and the healing power of different gemstones. Mm -hmm. And my you know my favorite is rose quartz, oh, known as it. the stone of love. Love it. Um, <laughs> so I try to incorporate rose quartz into just about every design. Mm -hmm. um, and just a neat story when I was uh, in you know having some. Uh, challenges in my private practice and quite not quite knowing which direction to go in. Do I still focus on my private practice and, and my individual clients or do I keep making bracelets? Uh, I love to go to a labyrinth. I, I, a friend of mine introduced me to the power of the labyrinth. And, and when you walk in with a question and just seeking some guidance in your life and, and think about that question and just be opening, open to receiving whatever messages come your way. And uh, I just happened to be driving by a labyrinth one day and I went in with the question like do I spend any more time on this bracelet business is it going anywhere and I'm getting toward the middle of the labyrinth and contemplating this question 
I'm feeling a little bit disappointed because nothing's quite coming to me. And then right smack in the middle of the labyrinth, someone had placed two rose quartz mm. crystals. Oh my goodness. And I could not have been given a stronger sign oh. to keep making bracelets with rose quartz. Uh, <laughs> so, I, have, I have chills through this whole story. The spirit is moving inside my body. I love it so much. And that's the way I feel when I when I mm -hmm. make these. It's, mm -hmm. I can't even describe uh, what it does for me, and 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 the um, and and for the buyer and the recipient. So uh, it's so special when I get to hear. You know, sometimes I never know where it's going when a stranger mm -hmm. buys one, mm -hmm. and I never hear again. But uh, other times, people are so moved that they will share with me mm -hmm. either. Uh, uh, a photograph of, of the two, um, if they, especially if they buy ma matching ones, uh, and the two wrists together, oh, uh, and, and friendships. It, there's, it's just so meaningful to me. I love that idea. Oh yes, yeah. I'm I'm excited. So when when I ordered them, I, I didn't post because I didn't want um, one one grandmother to see it before the other grandmother and ruin the surprise. <laughs> but yes, I will post our pictures too because. They're gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And I I also love the rose quartz. So it was hard for me to decide because I was looking at the ones that you had. Um, I love the ones that have the rose quartz. And then um, I don't know the name, the black stone too. What's that? Onyx. Called? Yes, Onyx, of course. Um, yeah, but th those are really pretty too. Yeah. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes. And, jewel and jewelry, it's just gorgeous. <laughs> And I, I love that I get to use just about everything that, that brings me joy. I love to mm. write. So everything comes with an inspirational card. I love beading and I love mental supporting people with mental health. So I focus on, um, in addition to receiving custom orders for anything, I focus on bracelets for mental health and coping with grief and loss. Uh, and my one of my favorites to make is the gratitude bracelet mm -hmm. uh, because I love helping people find gratitude in everyday living and wearing a, a gratitude bracelet is one extension of that and the idea is that when you're wearing the bracelet there's got a, a you, you ch everyone chooses their own gemstone and it's got one singular metal bead and then as the person is wearing the bracelet throughout the day and looks at the metal bead it's just a quick reminder to stop what you're doing and think about one thing that you're grateful for and then when you're wearing the bracelet you may have gone through the day maybe 10 times pausing for a moment and thinking about what you're grateful for and all of that adds up and helps us to be more positive thinkers and truly to see the world in a more positive light yeah i love that and can you tell how your um you became the gratitude psychologist how did that happen Sure. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was an ungrateful teen, an <laughs> ungrateful young adult. I grew up in an area of tremendous privilege and, and always did, you know, did that teenage comparison thing where I never had enough because somebody else had more. And um probably gave my parents a really hard time. <laughs> and, and it makes me sad now that I didn't appreciate what I had now because I had so much. Hmm. And it brings tears to my eyes thinking yeah. about it, how, how fortunate I was, um, but didn't appreciate it. And it, it really took tragedy in my life to discover the power of gratitude and truly to be grateful for and appreciate everything that I did have. And I discovered the power of gratitude in a simple cup of hazelnut coffee on the worst day of mm -hmm. my life. So my, my fiance, um, 
was, you know, battling cancer and he had ups and downs. There were periods of where we thought he was going to be okay. And, uh, and then he was hospitalized at the very end and the doctors tried everything. And they said that there was nothing left that they could do for him and that he was going to die. And it was in those last days when I, I, I didn't know when he was going to die. I didn't know if it was going to be when I was in the room or when I took a break to go to the bathroom or what doctors were going to come by. Some days he couldn't open up his eyes. Other days he couldn't speak. Um, I never knew what each day was going to be like. It was um, so unpredictable mm. and yeah. so much anxiety and just so very heavy. Yeah. Like I'm touching my heart with there's just such a heaviness there. Yeah. And, and I was so young, I was 26 mm. and it was just a really difficult time. So much unpredictability um, after hearing um, those words that there was nothing left that they could do for him. And the one thing that was predictable was that I could get a cup of hazelnut coffee and I couldn't understand why that cup of coffee brought me so much comfort. Now I understand, now I know that what I was doing was practicing gratitude when I had so, when so much had been stripped, all of my hopes and dreams um, taken away uh, and losing him and, and seeing him um, slowly die it was just horrible. But the, the, that cup of hazelnut coffee, how it would, the visitors would leave at 8 p.m. and I was allowed to stay. And in those quiet moments of being next to his bedside and you know, wrapping my hands around the warmth of the cup and the, the aroma um, made his hospital room just seem less sterile. And uh, the the warmth of the cup, everything just comforted me. And that's when I discovered gratitude. And then as a psychologist, it became, um, you know, I really wanted to study, you know, what's going on here? Why is gratitude so powerful? And, uh, and I, I love that we have so much um, advances in technology that we can study what happens in the brain when we practice gratitude, how we are truly forming new neural pathways and becoming more positive thinkers, and that it feels good along the way by those little um, you know, doses of dopamine and serotonin that we get when we think about gratitude. So that makes us feel good in the moment and makes us wanna do it more. And then when we do it more, we become more positive thinkers. We, we truly form those new neural pathways to see the world in a different way. Uh, and I, I love how all of that works, how there's so much science behind it. And I love that gratitude it is, is accessible on our worst day. And I feel like I'm proof that that it, it is. If I can find it in a cup of hazelnut coffee um, while my fiance is dying, then I, I believe we can find it on any day, even mm. our very worst days. And that is truly what carried me through um, after his death and then my father's death and then rebuilding my life. So uh, I, my only re regret is that I didn't discover gratitude sooner. <laughs> mm. hmm. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. That that ex the experience, um, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful lesson, full of emotion. There's so much emotion there. Yeah. Um, and I love to the, the reality with which you share it in that gratitude can't, um, you know, I, th I think where sometimes people hear the word of oh, gratitude and, and they may turn their minds off is because sometimes over the years, I think it has become a almost like a band aid rather than um, the encouragement to 
sit with the emotion rather than run away from it or push it away and avoid it and just be grateful for all the other things you have, right? Because that's so fake and so invalidating for the pain. Um, But the way that you explain it really uh, highlights the complexity and the layers of um, how gratitude along with the processing of the grief and the loss and the despair that we feel can be comforting and can help us heal and grow. I love that. Mm. And I think I I love that you mentioned that it's not a band-aid, that it's not a replacement for experiencing sorrow and grief. Um, I always try to avoid calling an emotion negative because when we call it negative, it makes us not want to feel it and to um, deny where it's so important to process the the grief, disappointment, betrayal, anger, all of that, the, all of that, um, the pain is so Mm -hmm. important to allow ourselves to feel and process. Gratitude is simply one way to help move forward and and kind of not get stuck there. Often people are afraid of, of, um, addressing the grief or or betrayal or or whatever emotion it might be out of fear of getting stuck there, and gratitude is one way to not get stuck or to help mm. move forward. Love it. But I I see processing those painful emotions as a prerequisite for joy. Like it's joys on the other side, but we first absolutely must process those painful emotions first. That we we cannot heal what we don't feel. I love that quote. Oh from yes. Oh, I love. I'm writing that down. We cannot yes. heal what we don't feel. Heal. Yes. And that's from Edith Eager, a wonderful psychologist. I think she's 92 now. She's written two wonderful books, uh, The Gift and The Choice. And uh, in her, um, you know, she's been doing a lot of podcasts with her the recent book promotion. And she frequently uses that quote. And I absolutely love it and believe it to my core that we cannot heal what we don't feel. So it's, um, it, she's a huge proponent of feeling pain, feeling our emotions. Yes. Um, and I've lived it. So it it's helpful when you've lived something, it just helps you really believe that it's true. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's part of what helped me heal is that I I faced my grief head on, I did the grief work. Mm-hmm. And it really was work, but I trusted that joy was on the other side. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes, trust and faith, right? Trusting and, and faith that it's joy is there somewhere to be found yes. to be and, and, experienced and again. And Mm -hmm. hope. And hope. I I got my hands on any book that I could find Mm. where someone had gone through difficulty, loss, tragedy, and and life was good again. You know, my favorite was uh, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Mm -hmm. Meaning, Mm -hmm. and and how he uh, was able to use the power of his mind and his thoughts to overcome grief and and have meaning in his life, and. I felt if, you know, if he could do it with all that he lost during the Holocaust, that I could do it too. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you say the, um, the woman's name again, one more time? The sure. E- um, e- Edith Eager. Edith. Okay. A last name is E-G-E-R. And Wonderful. she's a psychologist. And the quote is, we cannot heal what we don't feel. Yes. And well, I'll put those, I'll put those references in the show notes as well. But yeah, thank you. That's Love it. Love it. I am so, so, so excited. 
to connect with you here. And I'm also excited to tell you about this amazing program that I have developed, that I've designed and delivered to you called the Design and Flow Program. This program is one that I have spent lots and lots of time and energy love. I have poured my soul, my spirit, my heart into developing this program, Design and Flow, for people like us, people who love to learn, who love to grow, who love to heal in a meaningful way along the path of life with the ups and downs, bumps in the roads that we all face as humans, and to really look at them in a way that feels authentic, that feels good, that feels like we're making some kind of meaning, and that we are on the path to our purpose and our mission. If you have found me here, then you know that I believe you are right where you are meant to be. You are. You are meant to find me here. Check it out on the website, drliz.com slash flow. That's D-R-L-Y-Z dot com slash F-L-O. Lots and lots of goodies and golden nuggets are there for you to experience learning, growing, learning about yourself, becoming more authentically connected with who you are so that you feel more joy, less stress, more confident, more connected and loved with yourself and with your loves. Oh, I'm so excited about this program and I cannot wait to connect with you there. Um, in addition to the tools and resources there, we get to hang out. We get to hang out live. We chat. We I bring your questions. I will have answers. And we will just find another way to really make meaning of the things that we experience in this life. And I cannot wait to connect with you at Design & Flow. Again, check it out at my website, drliz.com slash flow, F-L-O, leave off that last W and come to the live call and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I have found throughout this, you know, this journey um, of starting the podcast this year is that my listeners, <laughs> if I had to, if I had to guess or, or make an uh, uh, educated guess, I believe that they are all, they can and ident can identify themselves um, as survivors, survivors of something, like you're saying, something tragic, traumatic, loss, grief, uh, you know, something terrible. Also, self healers, right? So both of us are are on that, uh, you know, on that identity as well of um, recognizing that there is a a huge element of healing yourself sitting with those emotions and the pain and the sadness and the grief and finding the ways to heal and grow, whether that's you're doing it by yourself and you're reaching out for connection with others. Um, you mentioned you, you and your mom were together in this, in this time of grief and loss. 
and and then also help others, right? So survivors, self-healers, and then also passing along that energy of healing and growth to others. And so um, I just think that's it's so wonderful to to connect with with people. I just love that that we have crossed paths and and are connected. Well, I I love that you just said that connect with people. Um, I'm looking at my uh, table of contents in my book. <laughs> Chapter eight is connect with people. Oh, love it. Love <laughs> That's it. the title. Yes. Yeah. So um, the power of human relationships and it's difficult because with COVID, all of that has been so affected. And the more that we can seek out unique ways to interact with other human beings, the more satisfaction and happiness in life we have, including strangers. I love connecting with complete mm. strangers. Um, I always thought my father was, uh, he would always embarrass me by talking to people <laughs> where wherever he went. <laughs> And he, that was his secret to joy. Mm. And now I do it too. And, mm -hmm. and uh, slowly when I do it in front of my teenagers, I, I know I embarrass them, but I can also <laughs> see that they are experiencing the benefits of it too. Yes. Um, by seeing me doing that and then joining in on the conversation, uh, particularly on a chairlift, when you're, when you're on the chairlift, you are forced to ride with strangers. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's chairlifts that hold six people, sometimes eight people. And, you know, we just got from two backpack from uh, a two resorts in Vermont where they were six person chairlifts. So you have to ride with other people and some others, some people are quiet, but the ones that are open to conversation, it is so interesting to connect. And I might start it or, or somebody else, but then my daughters would always chime in and, and then we, We'd all be laughing and getting off the chairlift, feeling like we'd met, you know, have a new friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So just that's one of my tips for with my clients that I work with. Like use strangers now, connect mm. with people, put down the phone when you're on a grocery line. Um, so many, we're just so accustomed to whipping out the phone for entertainment and it's missed opportunity to connect with complete strangers. Use the clerk's name if they're wearing a name tag. Uh, talk to the person behind you. And there truly is no such thing as small talk. It all matters and it all makes us feel connected to our communities and to the world, which we need right now more than ever. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Because sometimes, yeah, I, I would I would say sometimes I have thought of small talk as sometimes not like that and not uh, inspiring of connection. But I love that shift in perspective of of just how much you can make a meaningful connection, even in a brief, brief moment or a brief period of time. So, so great. Yeah, right. And, and it doesn't matter if you're never going to see that person again, that right. moment matters. Absolutely. And, oh. and even in, even introverts, even people who consider themselves introverts who prefer to um, stay at home or not talk to people, the research shows that even when they self nudge and talk mm -hmm. to strangers that they report more happiness than if they had not. Yeah. Oh, you're giving so many great tips of things that people can do. So I hope at listeners, as you're listening, um, there are some very explicit suggestions and tips. And then underneath that too, here are the things that are underneath the surface as well. But I love that little phrase, self-nudge, right? Because we do have to push ourselves a little bit outside of our comfort zone sometimes, and especially in in this age, and it's almost two years that we've been um, in the pandemic, you know, I don't know, 
funk, <laughs> I guess is a, is a way to describe it. Um, appreciating those opportunities for connection, I think is definitely one of the silver linings I would say that I've definitely experienced. Just a, you know, I remember um, one of the first times we were able to go out again, right? Like go out in public um, and be in a store or be in a, I, I was getting coffee at Wawa. And just um, even though we were wearing masks and, you know, just talking and saying hi and smiling, even though it's with a mask, you can see smiles in our eyes, was just so uplifting for me. And I came like bouncing out of the of the coffee, out of Wawa, like, you know, just so excited to connect. Um, and so uh, one of the silver linings, I, I would say. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Connecting with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have a question can. for you. Um, here at Visionistas and in my practice, one of the things that we talk about a lot is you you mentioned the mind-body connection and how we know that there's tons of research out there of how there's so much connection, not just with people, but within ourselves that can help us connect more authentically with who we are. And then that also helps us connect more authentically with others. Um, so we talk about here the mind, body, heart, the soul, and the spirit, and how they're all interconnected. Um, my question for you is, when you hear those, those different aspects, what would you pick as your go-to um, mind, body, heart, soul, spirit for you personally, professionally? Which one, which one resonates most with you? I would have to say heart. Yes, and 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 how that is just related to love and human connection and relationships and gratitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. heart. <laughs> heart. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a heart person too. Yes, very much so. Um, thank you. So um, we are going to move into our this or that phase of our of our podcast episode. Before we do that, I just want to. Give a rundown of where can we find you, um, website, social media, tell us your books again. Sure, sure. Um, I can I'm be found um, psychology-wise. It's drpeggydelong.com and on Instagram, The Gratitude Psychologist. And for bracelets, the website is Love in a Bracelet and also Instagram, Love in a Bracelet. And my three books can be found on my website, drpeggydelong.com or on Amazon, but I've got lots of copies that I can send out to anybody immediately and sign. And uh, those are Feeling Good, 35 Proven Ways to Happiness, Even During Tough Times. And that is a book teaching all of the different simple tools for, uh, for joy. And the memoir is, I can see clearly now, a mm -hmm. memoir about love, grief, and gratitude. And that is my experience of going through the losses of my fiance and my father and really rebuilding my life. And it's such as um, what people are getting out of that book is a story of hope and that life can be good again after any type of difficulty and the power of human relationships. And then the third book is The Gratitude Journal. And that I uh, put together using the research in psychology related to gratitude and that a gratitude journal is uh, we can maximize it when we do two different things when we write something different every day and when we get specific about what we're writing about so i provide 30 different writing prompts and then it repeats 12 times so you don't have to think about 
what you, if you're, you know, tired and lacking in mental energy, I give you the prompt mm. and then you can write about that uh, prompt of the day. I love that. Yeah. And then I also wanted to, if you could talk a little bit about the, um, the, the membership program that you do with feeling good, feeling good. Yes. Yes, yes. Everything that I do is really about feeling good. Um, sometimes that doesn't mean happiness. That can just be in the middle of grief, feeling just a little bit better. So feeling mm -hmm. good. So the Feeling Good program is the online companion group to the book. So anybody who purchases the paperback copy has three months of free membership. And then it's in a very, it's a very affordable way to address mental health and personal development. Um, unfortunately, in our country, access to quality mental health care is not uh, available to everybody. It uh, can be expensive, finding somebody uh, that is covered by insurance, um, so many different barriers. And I try to address that by developing this online program where anybody can participate. We have a theme of every month and uh, that's related to mental health and personal development. And I provide uh, weekly um, inspirations, weekly emails, and then have a monthly meeting online, but everything is under the umbrella of feeling good. Oh, I love that. Yes. And, and so I, I, I resonate so much with that um, purpose and passion to just kind of give these strategies, put them out there for people in any way that we can, right? So the, the podcast came from that very same place of wanting to deliver strategies and tips and tools in real life terms, um, you know, very accessible, um, because a lot of times when we do see people in our work as psychologists, therapists, in the office, it is after tragedy, or it is because of crisis or it is when something is broken and and you know one there's a kind of this i need i need to fix this problem um and 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 so great that that we have those resources that are um reactive in that way right so um you know those kinds of tools and strategies to heal in times of grief loss pain um and then also the 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 importance of and the drive I think over time and in, in recently more so of this preventative wellness and pre preventing calamity, preventing it, or at least um, promoting health so that when things happen, because we can't prevent, we can't avoid stress. <laughs> it's just not possible, and life is going to deliver experiences that cause us to feel sad and cause us to have loss and the things that we can do on a daily basis can put us in a position better to handle and cope with better to bounce back have have a better chance of resilience um, if we're doing some of these things in a more proactive preventative way Yes, absolutely. That, that's the way I see them as, as health promoting mm -hmm. positive activities that help prevent future episodes or at least minimize the intensity yes. and frequency yes. of, of issues. And the good news is that these, these things feel good while you're doing them. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> yeah. they have two benefits. They feel yes. good while you're doing them and then they help for a, a more satisfaction in life in the future. Yeah. Love that. Mm. Yay. Okay. This or that. So I'm going to ask you three questions and you pick one and tell us why you why you chose it um the first one number one is valentine's day or the fourth of july 
Absolutely Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) I would have guessed that. I would have guessed that. (laughs) Yes, because it's all about love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I believe in expressing appreciation for the people in your life on a regular basis. And Valentine's Day just gives us one more opportunity to to really focus on that. Then to eat chocolate. And yes, and eat chocolate. (laughs) And eat chocolate. (laughs) Okay, next number two is staples or paper clips? Uh, good one. I would have to say paper clips because I'm always stacking and restacking things. I might have a piece of paper that belongs with uh, one idea and then move it to another. Um, and yeah, and I it's, like not, the flexi- it's not as permanent. Yes. Permanent. Yes. yes. You were saying flexibility at the same time. I yeah. like the flexibility of mm-hmm. and, and that it doesn't leave a mark. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Same. Okay. Last last one. Okay. At the movie theater. Okay. So you've you've been there before. At the movie theater, candy or popcorn? Oh, absolutely popcorn. <laughs> Yes. I I really, I'm conditioned now. I can't go to the movies and not eat popcorn. Um, I, it's just a, a given that I will get a, a big bucket and share it with whoever I'm sitting next to. <laughs> so does that, is that a like um, transferable to other aspects of your life? Are you more of like a salty, buttery fan uh, over, over candy sugar? No, no, just mo- really just, just when it comes to the movies. <laughs> the movies. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise I am, uh, I love chocolate, not candy. I, I'm not into hard candies and other things, but chocolate. I, uh, I love chocolate. <laughs> okay. All right. My favorite is anything Cadbury. You know, my husband and I went to New Zealand for our honeymoon and they had a Cadbury factory. I think it was made in in New Zealand back then. So our dessert every night was we would share a Cadbury bar. So now that's our 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 go to gift for each other is just to to that Cadbury. (laughs) Very special. Very special. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. I feel like. Um, I truly believe that when I, when I cross paths with people, it is for a reason. And I'm so, yes, yes, I'm so glad that we connected, um, and look forward to our just, you know, supporting each other as we continue in this, in this life and in this profession. Um, I truly have, uh, enjoyed our conversation today and look forward to talking to you again in the future, of course. Um, one more time, tell us your websites where we can find you. Um, and then if there's anything else you wanted to say, go for it. <laughs> sure, sure. My uh, websites again are drpeggydelong.com and the bracelets are loveinabracelet.com. And my quote would be, don't save gratitude for your good days. Gratitude is truly most powerful on your difficult days. Hmm. Love it. What a great place to just say farewell. Okay. Thank you so much, Peggy. And I thank you all for listening. I invite you to let us know you are listening. You could take a screenshot of your phone or wherever you are listening and, and tag us on Instagram and send the episode to someone that you love. Share this, share the power, spread the love. And, um, and I cannot wait to connect with you all again. Thank you so much for being here with us today.
Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Peggy. Take care. Thank you for connecting on this episode of the podcast, Empowered by Design. For further connection, subscribe to my email list at drliz.com to be sure that you are in the loop for exciting news, events, and resources. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Liz and at Visionistas by Design. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and send this episode to one of your people in order to share the love, spread the power. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower you to pursue your dreams with intentional vision. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment or a working relationship with a licensed mental health professional. For more information on connecting with mental health resources in your area, visit drliz.com and click on resources. Thank you again for connecting. And remember, trust the heart, work your vision, dream, design, deliver.